Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing how to start dating again after a breakup. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to Leah Shepherd from a super cool and utterly fabulous business called Honour Your Breakup. Now, Leah, otherwise known as the Breakup Boss, which I love, <laughs> such a cool name, is a dating and relationship coach, speaker and author based in Melbourne. Leah runs a breakup recovery business, as I said before, called Honour Your Breakup, which offers care packs, coaching and retreats, all aimed at helping modern day women get off there, get their boss factor back after heartbreak. As many women can probably identify, Leah encountered endless cycles of relationships that would always end in heartbreak and pain and the loss of her own hunger for life. Fed up with feeling disempowered and fearful of love, she spent the following four years training as a coach and developing a methodology specifically designed to target heartbreak efficiently and effectively. Speaking to her groups, Leah maintains, we are each born to do incredible things on this planet and we all deserve meaningful lives and fulfilling relationships. Breakups can make an extraordinary person question whether they are worthy or capable of either of these things. And that is a real heartbreak. She now helps other women to release the pain, drop the fear and look forward to the extraordinary, which is such a lovely way of putting it. So welcome to the Beanstalk podcast, Leah. Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm a bit out of breath because the, as you know, the just before we started recording, <laughs> the, the doorbell <laughs> went and I had to run down the stairs and back up again to tell a salesman to, to go away because I was doing a podcast and yeah. I've just sat back down and I'm realizing I'm quite out of breath so I'm not very <laughs> fit at the moment <laughs> and he went up and down the stairs once anyway, I just have to point out that um it's actually the 14th of February today which is Valentine's Day so we've yeah. chosen such a, a funny <laughs> day to do a podcast um on breakups so fitting <laughs> But um, look, I don't know um, about everybody else, but for me, Valentine's Day is not really anything special. And even in my marriages, it wasn't something that we celebrated. What about you, Leah? Is it it a big day for you or just another day? Look, it's funny. um, When I was in relationships, when um, and I speak to a lot of my um, friends who are couples, they Valentine's Day really doesn't mean that much. It's, um, certainly not in Australia. In America, it's a different story. But when you're single, it's like suddenly you're imagining everyone is having these big romantic dates and they're getting married and it's just all this, these wonderful things and it's really just not the case at all. So it's um it's a very um it's a very uh, sort of day full of anxiety for a lot of um, mm. freshly single people or, or still feeling the pain of their breakup. So, yeah, I feel, I feel for a lot of people on this on this type of day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting you should say it, actually, because it's it means very little to me and the day could just pass quite easily yeah. <laughs> without me realising it was Valentine's Day. Um, obviously, I haven't received anything from anyone, um, but so yeah. many people on my Facebook group, the Single Mum Vine, um, are talking about Valentine's Day um, and 
and asking what people are doing and sharing what they're doing with their kids and they're doing things to make themselves feel good like going out for a massage or getting their nails done or, you know yes. one, one lady's taking her daughter out of kindy and they're going to sea world for the day to celebrate so oh, it's, that's wonderful. it's interesting isn't it like you say it's more the single people that focus on it than those who are exactly. in relationships so it's yeah. kind of got a roundabout effect <laughs> I remember my my last painful um Valentine's Day a few years ago I decided to do a business accelerator course and I thought what on earth am I doing here but it just ended up just taking my mind completely off the day and it was wonderful and it was actually doing something for me which which made it so much better yeah so yeah. you made it a special day in your own way yeah exactly. And, exactly and I think that's good you know why not why not do something good <laughs> um, okay, like I've got some questions for you. It's such a really, really, really good topic that we're talking about. I'm sure so many people can relate to it. We've all had yes. nightmare breakups. Yes. <laughs> Don't even oh, want to yes. think about some of mine. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll get started. So look, sometimes we need to justify to ourselves that it's okay to date again. So can you tell us the benefits of getting back out there and dating again after a breakup? Yes, yes. They think, look, dating's pretty, um, it's pretty scary, the thought of it, especially if we've gone through a really bad breakup and, and um, the, you know, we kind of think, well, what's, what's the point of doing it again? But it's, a, a lot of it is healing from, from past hurt is, is about 90% internal and 10% of it is external, so external help and also getting back out there and actually trying again can actually help put an end to the past pains because we we get ourselves so worked up about the pain that we've felt before we kind of think that that's what's going to happen again and um and once we actually start the process of of dating again we can get to know um in ourselves that it's that it's okay and it's it's actually not that bad um the other part to it is I truly believe, as you said in the introduction, that, that we're here to, to live our best lives. We're here to learn, explore, and enjoy every aspect of our lives. And being a part of that is being able to share that with someone you love. Um, and more importantly, giving yourself permission to enjoy your life, especially as a mum, leads to a strong and positive example for your kids. Um, and that you say to yourself and you teach them, I am lovable, I am worthy, and I deserve a life of abundance in all of its forms. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's really important to keep keep in mind. And just because it's been scary in the past doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. Yeah, and you do, it's really interesting that you say that about, um, you know, sort of almost like role modeling to our kids going out and having um, another relationship it's okay to do that because I think so many single mothers feel um, almost afraid to do it because they feel they're being yes. a bad role model to their children by dating but it's okay for mum to date again it's okay for oh, mum to find love and to be happy isn't it yeah I mean my um growing up my mum had you know, some a couple of divorces and, and breakups, and um, and at the time I was I was young, and and she felt guilty about actually getting back out there, and she worried how I would feel about that. But it's it's completely fine. I mean, more importantly, your kids want to see you happy, and mm. and they want to see you living your best life, and and you know you're the example to them. And if they think, oh, it's possible for you know, even though Mum's gone through all these this really tough stuff, she's actually able to to pull herself out and and enjoy life again. So I think that's really important. 
It is. And I'm really, yeah, one of the most important messages I wanted to get out on this podcast actually was that you do deserve happiness. So don't feel bad for going out there. Um, don't feel bad that you're doing the wrong thing by your children. Obviously, there are, there are, um, that <laughs> you do you can't bring people back and sleep with them every night in your house and stuff <laughs> no, like that a few. it's fine to go <laughs> out and date <laughs> and just on something else that you said there Leah as well you know and I just see a red flag coming up as well because you mentioned that um going out and meeting people can actually help with the healing process but there is and I agree with you there but you do also have to be careful that you're not so many people say you've got to discover yourself first and be happy with yourself single before you go out and meet Absolutely. other people. So you have to be over somebody, don't you, to be able to move on successfully so that you have to be a bit careful um, when you do go out. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like um, dating isn't the sort of end goal to fix yourself, but there will always be that, that, that little bit that you can't fix just by being at home on your own. There's that, that little bit that you can that can help along the process by by going out there and trying again. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the only thing. Another analogy I, I like to think of when um, when we think of dating again, um, especially for mothers or, or people who are in a position of responsibility, um, is the concept of the um, the the mask, the oxygen mask on a on a plane. So um, the more that you're able to, you know, you fix your mask before you can fix the mask of, of, the, of your babies or your, you know, someone next to you. And it's, um, I think what I like about that analogy is that you, you feed yourself, you give yourself the, the oxygen for life, you give yourself um, energy and, and permission to enjoy your life. And that way you're actually able to help your kids more in that yeah. regard. I yeah. like that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works well. And, and my next question uh, is perfectly timed because we are yeah. kind of talking already about the, the timing um, of getting back out there. So um, how do we know when the time is right to, to get out there and start dating again? Yes, this, um, this is always the hard one. And, and lots of people have asked, or lots of my clients have asked me this, and, and basically it all comes down to you're ready to date when you're prepared for the possibility that it might not work out. And, and that kind of comes out of left field for, for a lot of people, but it's only when you're truly able to take it or leave it that you, you are able to be your true self to someone. You don't, you're not trying to fit into a certain mold. You're not trying to worry about your faults or, your, um, or fitting into what this other person wants you to be. Um, and you're actually truly honest about what you want in a relationship. And if that's not what is presented in front of you, it's the the better thing for you and the smarter thing for you to be able to walk away from that. But, you know, sometimes it's um, our brains and our hearts kind of get in the way of that. So a lot of people find, you know, how do I actually get to that point that you are prepared to walk away from it? And, and often it does involve a lot of um, it, it does involve a lot of work on your part, um, as I say, internally to actually work through the fears and issues that you had with your with past relationships and with your history, you know, growing up um, that may impact impact all of that. Um, Dating itself is not simple. It may look simple and pretty and, and all of that on rom-com, but it's really not. It's um, like, <laughs> you know, and no one would understand this more than, than single mums. You are dealing with 
complex systems in your brain, um, the hopes, dreams and histories from two completely different people and also intertwining spiritual journeys that you may not be fully, you know, um, you may not fully understand. So it needs to be approached with a certain amount of care, precaution and strategy. And if that means that you perhaps need a, to see a counsellor or a coach or, or get that get your situation right before you start stepping out into the, the dating arena, then that's probably the better way to go. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And um, yeah. you really hit the nail on the head with the, you know, it being complex for single mothers and, of course, for single fathers as well. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. When we go into a relationship, we have to consider so many things of course our ex-partners our children our potential new partners ex-partner <laughs> their mm, children oh. you know oh my goodness it's a, a huge <laughs> amount to have to work through and so many different people's opinions and thoughts um and it's incredibly hard because i know because i've been there and i've done it yeah but yeah. i think that that means when it does work it's even more rewarding. Oh, it's so much more special. When you think something, you know, you've got um, the deck is stacked against you in, in terms of everything just being so difficult and not as simple as it is for some, like, I don't know, teenager being able to go out and, and, and date and whatever. You've got all this um, extra, these extra things that you need to consider. And then when it actually works out, it's just incredible. Like, mm. it's just against all odds that you found... <laughs> this one other person in, in all of the world who actually um, who shares your values and, and, and you get to spend time with them. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And you mentioned it when you were answering the questions, well, and I just want to point it out again because it's a really important point. Before you go out there, think to yourself, are you strong enough to do that? Are you strong oh, enough yeah. to deal with it not working out, with the mm -hmm. knockbacks? Um, with being able to say, look, this person's not right for me or accepting the fact that you're not right for somebody else. You yes. need to say to yourself, can I handle the worst? Because if I can't handle that, then I'm not emotionally ready to do this, don't you? No, and it's not like, um, and it's not trying to place judgment on anyone like that. It's just purely for, like, there's, there's so many ups and downs with dating. There's so many parameters that you just have absolutely no control over. You can kind of give yourself the best possible chance, but there's always about 80% of it that you just have no control over. So you have to be able to be strong enough to weather that. And it's not all, you know, doom and gloom. It's just, just being able to handle the knockbacks when they come out of left field. When, when you're feeling a certain way, the other person may not be feeling that way and, and you need to be able to, yeah, have the strength and strategies to be able to deal with that as they come along. Yeah, so just think, think to yourself before you go out and start dating, am I strong enough to deal with it if it doesn't work out? Because if you're yeah. not, give yourself a little bit more time and go out when you're ready. Um, I have a lot of people on my group who have perhaps been seeing someone for two or three dates and then they never hear from them or they 
they mm. step back and you know and it's hard to take that because you start to question yourself oh what absolutely have I done wrong but you shouldn't do that you shouldn't question yourself because you're dealing with the unknown you're dealing with someone who you've only just met but you have to yes. be strong enough to accept that that might happen so great advice thank you so, <laughs> so <laughs> the next one's a biggie what are the biggest mistakes we can make when heading back into the dating arena after a breakup and how can we avoid them <laughs> Okay, right. I've written a whole book on the <laughs> mistakes that there's so many. Okay. Oh, there's so many, and I believe. I kid you not. I have done every single one. I, of them. I'm sure I have as well. Every single one, <laughs> and um, and probably a few times. But <laughs> but um, look, I, I, in my research, um, speaking to my clients, and um, and just from my own personal experience, um, I've I thought of the three biggest mistakes that people can make. Um, the first one is um, a lot of people would have heard it is thinking that new people are anything like your ex. Mm. So each person that comes along, um, like our brain will see them, they'll say they're a you know man or woman that's similar to um, someone we've you know been into before, and so we start to um, think of the fears and the history and all of those sorts of things that are associated with that ex partner. Um, and we sort of just overlay that on the top of the, of the new person. It's completely, like, natural to do that because, you know, your brain's saying, all right, is this going to be a similar situation? Remember, we got hurt in the last time. Um, we don't want that to happen again. But in reality, every single new person that comes along has zero to do with your ex. And and it's about actually telling yourself and, and giving your, giving that new relationship a fair chance. So trying to drop the the fears and the worries that you are having with this new person um, and actually give them a go on their own merit. Um, and again, though, dropping the fears and, and those sorts of things may involve getting someone else to help you along with that. But it's it's certainly, it's not fair on you, it's not fair on the new person to, to be bringing in your um, past history with a, with a previous person into that that fledgling kind of um, relationship. Um, does that make sense? It makes sense, definitely. What I was thinking, what was going through my head was, is it true, do you think, that people do tend to go for the same kind of people, though? Because you say this new potential partner yeah. has zero to do with your ex, which is absolutely right. But do we go for the same kind of people over and over again? We do, if we're not conscious of it. Mm. So if you are gonna, if you like a particular um, type of person, and consistently you the relationship with that type of person ends up in a certain pattern, um, then it's it's more like a question of do I need to change what I'm looking for? If the outcome seems to be similar in each of these cases, um, there is like we we may be attracted to a certain looking person. Mm. Um, we may be attracted to a certain, um, say, job. Do they wear a suit? Do they, you know, come from the same religious background? All of those sorts of things. It's um, it's about, I think, being naturally we choose to go in a certain direction. But I think if if following that same path over and over again is is going to result in the same type of relationship, then it's about questioning. Do you want that same outcome every single time or do you want something different? In which case, 
maybe give something someone different a chance yes and look at yourself perhaps and say is it me am I choosing these people for the wrong reason and I need to I need to break this cycle and that's um that's the thing that I go through all the time and like and and I'll I'll be dating a few different people um not at the same time um (laughs) I thought that was okay now (laughs) (laughs) um and and finding that oh it gets to us like a three month sort of time and and suddenly they're doing the same things that the last person I I was going out with like that is doing maybe there's something different I need to look at or maybe there's something I'm seeking in them that's not that I need to resolve in myself Mm, yeah yeah so look within Um, don't always look for the faults in the person that you're dating they can sometimes be within you and you're the only person who can change them yeah, and it's a really tough thing to do, actually, to have that reflexive thinking and mm. thinking, okay, maybe I'm, I've got a couple of things I may mm. need to tweak there. Um, and, and with that, the, the second point I would make about um, uh, dating mistakes is actually going into dating with the Prince Charming mentality. Um, now, I've been watching, what's that program, Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. and every single person, every single woman, um, is, is talking about finding Prince Charming. Now, that concept has sort of been um, drilled into us from birth, basically, for women especially. And, and the, what we should be looking for is a partner, not a saviour. Mm. So the concept of the Prince Charming is that, you know, they're tall, dark and handsome or, or whatever they look like, your preference, but they're, um, they're going to be your... <clears throat> Your, your rock, your lover, your builder, your bank, your, um, you know, your best friend, all of these sorts of things, this, this perfect person. Um, and so, you know, women often go into the dating arena looking for that, perf- looking for perfection and looking for that, that complete support so that they can give over their woes and give over all of the things that they're going through to this one person that's going to, you know, supposedly fix all of that. And, and in a way, you, you end up giving your power over to this other person. Mm. Um, and that's, it's bad for two reasons. Because, A, you, you lose your independence. You lose your ability to stand on your own two feet. Um, and support in a partner is, is wonderful. As I say, we're looking for a partner, someone to be beside us, to be um, supportive and to kind of two whole people working together in the same direction. Whereas looking for Prince Charming is I'm just gonna just gonna give everything up to him to look after him or her to look after, mm. and um, and the second reason that it's it's a bad idea is that it's not fair on the on this new person that's coming into your life. Um, they've they're coming into a situation where there's a really um, sort of sad history, and and all these expectations and all these fears and everything they all get loaded onto that person, and I suppose like the whole concept of treating them like your ex they they they're not given a fair chance to to actually see this blossoming relationship um come to fruition and in a in a really fair kind of way and it's quite Um, old-fashioned as well isn't it looking for prince charming um in the olden days perhaps we used to look for a man to look after us or not even in our time i'm talking a long time ago um, that was the way it worked in a relationship. But now we don't want that as women. We we want to be ourselves and women are so strong and they're so powerful and so wonderful. Capable. Yeah, they, they, they don't need um, a Prince Charming. So, yeah. and I think we all 
want an element of Prince Charming in there. And it's certainly at the beginning, we want to be oh, charmed. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, like definitely the charming part. Definitely let the, the romance, the, the excitement, the fun, like these are all the really cool things that you get from dating. And you only get that without all the fear of failure and everything um, if, you're, if you look at your intentions going in. It's all about your intentions. That is what's going to save you going into a dating situation. And I think um, you look for different things at different points in your life, don't you? Because yeah. before I was married, I was looking for I was looking for a life partner, someone to live with and have kids with. So that yes. was what I was looking for in potential dates. But now I'm not looking for any of those things. I've got um, I don't want to live with anybody. Um, I'm very happy living yeah. with my two children. I'm looking for somebody who can enhance my life and make me feel good. And I offer the same in return to them, which is so different to what I I wanted before. So it's about what, what, you know, working out what it is, like you just said, from your relationship and making sure those are the things that you're going to get from it. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I suppose the, the, the other thing that I would say about, um, uh, in terms of mistakes we make when we go into dating is is letting the, the reptile brain take over. Now, um, I have a lot of people asking me what that means, and it's um, basically the oldest part of our brain. It's, it's concerned with reward, and it's concerned with the, the fight or flight, and it's really the, the part of our brain that's ensured that humans have been able to live this long, um, that we've, we've been able to survive. But the, the downside to the reptile brain in terms of dating is that it's only concerned with reproduction. And so sometimes when we, we get into these dating situations and we, we kind of, in a sense, lose our logical thinking, we lose ourselves, our, our smart part of our brain, if you will, um, for this part that is, is very much concerned with um, finding someone sexy um, and and also the part of the brain that makes us feel uh, despondent when things don't work out. Um, even if the person was like a complete dud and they weren't what you're looking for at all, um, I've had lots of clients who just felt really despondent that this, you know, after the second date that this, this particular date didn't work out with this guy or girl. Um, and it's, it's purely where this that's all coming from this particular part of the brain. It just sort of takes over when we, we start getting into dating. And, um, and that's, that's a really tough thing to get around as well and, and something that involves practice. Yeah, it's a natural thing that just takes over, I suppose. Um, yeah. So however prepare, much we can prepare ourselves, we've got to be aware that that can happen. And it is as well, you know, that if you see a guy that is just like really hot or whatever, mm. they, you just everything else goes out the window sometimes, exactly. doesn't it? All of your carefully laid plans <laughs> out of the window. And it's, it's funny because, yeah, yeah. Um, and because, like, for someone hearing just that one little thing, don't let your reptile brain take over, it's, it's a very simple thing. And you think, well, no, of course I wouldn't. But I have had two three-year relationships where they both ended, ended up poorly because the, the person, I let my reptile brain take over. I was too fearful of being alone. Mm. Um, the person 
mostly fit what I wanted, but I wasn't actually honest about what was best for me. Mm. Um, and and it's not only the romance, it's not only the um, you know the feeling good and all of that. It's it's about who's going to be be there to to support you in, in tough times. And you know, for for single parents especially, like this is the this is the key part. It's um, you have to be so um, careful about who you decide to let into your life. I mean, for anyone really, but but when you've got um, you've got babies to look after, you've got a little family, you um, you've got extra things uh, parameters that you need to look out for, and and this um, which is is where this particular part comes into play. And and, and I just believe we need to be um, especially careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. So how can we prepare ourselves emotionally for some of the negative things that happen whilst dating? We know there's many of them. Um, Mm. It's like knockbacks, being lied to, being led on. um, The list goes on. You know, what can we do to prepare ourselves for them? Look, a lot of this is um, in your preparation. And it, it, like the, the pre-work before you even get into the dating area. And, and again, going back to being prepared for the possibility that it might not work out and also working with someone to ensure that your, your fears pre-dating are actually dealt with effectively. Because um, dating is, it, you, again, you can't control every single situation. Um, I read a stat where... Um, Women like women these days uh, go through around twelve relationships and breakups in their lifetime, and and that's that's a lot of like potential breakups. That's a lot of pain. And in this day of of Tinders and and online dating and um, you know catfishing and all those sorts of things, it's 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 very much about preparing yourself for whatever comes along it's a, it's about mindset and it's about your intention don't go in looking for the perfect partner look for experience and look for um what you can learn out of each of these situations um it's life is not about guarantees it's about giving yourself and the situation the best possible chance to succeed and that is by positive mindset and realistic thinking mm-hmm. um another point is when we get rejected by someone um, and and or they don't call us back or you know they perhaps don't treat us that well, it actually really has has nothing to do with us. It's their actions are a reflection of their own internal search um, rather than a reflection of you directly. And that's sometimes something really hard for women to get their minds around. Um, from birth, we are we are taught to criticise ourselves just by society, family, uh, you know, nurture, nature, all of that sort of thing. It's we are we are born working on ourselves, being critical of ourselves, and um, and that's a really tough thing to actually uh, monitor, especially when we go into a dating situation where someone who's just looking for something else says no or says that they're not interested. Suddenly, it hits much deeper to us in those situations. Mm. Mm. Um, so again, it's about giving yourself the best possible, um, the best possible chance to succeed in those situations. A, don't worry about what others' reflections of you are. Like that's their own, um, that's their own thoughts, desires, whatever. And also, um, don't learn to not be so critical of yourself. 
Mm. Um, and and I, I know this is it's very much like not <laughs> this answer is not really about what you can do in the immediate kind of um, the immediate situation. Uh, I'm very much about preparing before. What's that thing that doctors say? Um, preparing. Pre- prevention, not prevention uh, is better than cure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the same can be said of dating. Like it's it's um it's about preparing yourself. Um, you know, getting yourself stronger emotionally. Um, working with someone to get rid of the fears, rid of all of those sorts of things. So again, when you come to those negative things, those those knockbacks that happened to, during your dating journey, suddenly it's like, well, that's okay. I'm I'm prepared to walk away from that because I know that there's. There's, what was it, 7.8 billion people in this world. And and right now, when you're dating, you're shopping. So, you know, if, if one outfit doesn't work out, you don't get upset. You just go to another shop and you start looking around for something else. Mm. And and it's you have so many more choices than, than we realise. And, and we've got... Um, Dating doesn't have to be so scary. It's just about how how you prepare yourself before you actually enter into that mm. that arena. Yeah, I know it was a really long winded answer, but no, it's a brilliant answer. And I just to add to it as well, something that I found has really helped me lately, and mm-hmm. it goes back to what you're saying about it's not necessarily your fault if it goes wrong. Other people no. have got their own issues, but I now go into dates. I'm very much like, I am what I am. This is me. Um, I am very happy with the person that I am. I've got many faults, Mm -hmm. I know that. Um, But I haven't got the time to pretend to be somebody else because ultimately, if you do that, the real you does come out further down the line and then you've just wasted your own time and somebody else's. Absolutely. go into it being proud of the person that you are. And if they like you for that then you're doing well. And if they don't like you, then you've just been yourself. You know, not everybody can like you. Um, Mm. So yeah, just just be yourself and just say, this is me. And and be confident in who you are as a woman. Um, And don't ever try and be something else for somebody else because you're wonderful the way you are. And if if you're yourself and you, you keep going on dates, eventually you really will find the right person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we all have, like men and women, we all believe we have these faults in our, in our own sort of our bodies, our, our lives, whatever. But there's going to be that that person that, that doesn't see those, that you are exactly what they have been looking for. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll sort of open up a little bit here. I... Um, I remember I was, I was worried. I've always been overweight, and I um and I always just worried about that my weight would be a problem, and and um I went through a bit of depression, and I ended up topping out at 150 kilos. That's mm. how heavy I got. Mm. And um, but through working through myself uh, on myself, my own personal development, my confidence, I have never felt sexier. I was 150 kilos and I felt the sexiest and most confident and mm. proudest I have ever been of myself. I thought, oh my God, the things I've done in my life, the type of person I am, I feel awesome. Like yes. I'm cool. Not, not that I, you know, um, would encourage people to, to kind of get to that level. It's just... Uh, to that to that weight, it's it's not really the point. It's just I kind of fell into it. Um, but and and I because of that confidence, like people were coming up to me wanting to date me. 
and, and, and <laughs> it's that glow that we give you out. You give out women. a glow, yeah, that's so yeah. true. Sexiness is confidence, yeah. and confidence comes from being completely okay and completely proud about you. About who it's, you are, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, I feel the same. I'm 40, 43, and I've never felt more comfortable with my own body than I have now. Yet my body's been in, in much better states than it is now, but I'm just comfortable with the person that I am. And you do, you, you give that out to people, and it attracts people wherever you go, if you're like it's that the right type of people it does yeah because yeah. you don't want idiots you don't want people that are just fickle and and they you know superficial kind of things you want you want to attract the right type of people so i, I truly believe in being yourself who you truly are and just being patient because yeah. the right patient and um discerning yes both yeah. of those. Yeah. 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 So my last question to you. So what would be your golden words of advice to the single mums listening who are thinking of starting to date again, but they've not quite worked out the courage or enthusiasm? <laughs> <laughs> I say enthusiasm because sometimes it can be quite hard to get back into it. Oh, yeah. It's such a pain. You're like, what's the point? <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Some more idiots. No. I am um, look, looking at the fear part, especially because ultimately that's what it comes down to. It's it's fear, it's reward. What's the point? Um, with your with your tribe, especially, like, don't worry. the 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 toughest part has already been done. You have you have, my God, like I, I'm just absolutely in awe of of women who can they they've thought they've found the love of their life. They've, they've produced beautiful children with them and it just didn't work out the way that they planned. And that is heartbreaking and it's full of heartache and you made it through that. Like, I, like my hat's off to you. It, it's, it's, there is nothing, there is no, <laughs> dating, it's difficult, but it's nothing compared to what you've already been through. Mm. So the road to becoming a single mom is often full of heartbreak, heartache, and having to be strong for those around you. I remember looking at my mum and just she's <laughs> every year we'd we'd put up the tree, and the year she got um, she separated from my stepdad, she's just sitting there like just with a, a very fake smile plastered on her face, and she's just trying to keep it together for me to make it a good Christmas for me, and and the the strength and the power that that everyone has to go through and that kind of situation is just inspiring. So like every other crossroad you've had to face before, dating too involves fear. But ultimately the only thing you need to decide is whether or not you deserve happiness and having the, the next courage to keep moving towards it. I think once, once you make that decision in your head, I deserve happiness, I deserve a good life, the universe just just provides. You just keep it keep it in your mind. The universal will allow those pathways to start coming towards you. Yeah. So is it's a it is a fear factor like so many things in life, isn't it? So it, and it's about overcoming that, um, and and looking further down the line, and how good it could be if you find the right person, and overcoming the issues that you have at the time. Um, look wonderful advice I'm looking at the clock and I knew that my chat with you would go over time because <laughs> I'm so into it 
Um, as a single mum dating, um, I'm always looking for advice and help and support <laughs> around the issue. But look, Leah, you've got um, a great freebie for my listeners. Um, so can I just ask you to tell my single mums about that and also tell them where they can go if they would like to find out more about you or order your book. Um, and I will just say that I will put a link to your website on the podcast on my okay, website. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, for, for all of your listeners, I'm offering a free 45-minute um, breaking and dating breakup and dating strategy session. So this is where we look at a roadmap to, um, uh, of your current dating and relationship situation. Um, and to look at a roadmap through uh, dropping the fear from the past and preparing your heart for your new love journey. So all of those things we've spoken about earlier about um, strength, finding that strength, finding that confidence, um, that's what we look at, um, starting to put a plan into place for that. So, um, and I've got, you've got the website there. It's, it's um onyourbreakup.com.au and there you'll be able to find all the different types of um, products that I've got there but the, especially the, the dating strategy session that um, is available for you. Yeah. That is brilliant. Thank you so much. I'm sure that uh, there'll be many takers. <laughs> oh, it's been lovely talking to you. I know you too. As I mean, I just love what you do. It's just been so refreshing to chat to you. Um, <laughs> you're doing wonderful things. I know there's so many people out there that are suffering really quite badly from breakups. Um, I've been there myself. So to know that such targeted um, support is at hand is really comforting. Um, and I'd definitely love to get your name, your business name, out more to my single mums because I know that they'd find not just your service but you as a person to be really really helpful so thank you thanks so much for coming and chatting to me on the podcast thank you very much (laughs) Um, and to all the single mums listening there's been a lot to take in on this chat and I would have gone on longer if I could have Um, but please remember first and foremost that you do deserve to be happy don't ever doubt that and if happiness is in the form of a new partner then go out there and find him or her. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. make sure the time's right and that you're ready to take a few knocks. Then go forth and enjoy. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.